Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. All right. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast. I am Tim Madden. The beautiful co-host Christina Madden is unfortunately unable to make it today because, hey, there was a hurricane over here in Florida, right? So for any of you, the viewers that don't know, we live in the southwest side of Florida. A hurricane was coming, so we went to the east side. So it uh, switches up a, a, a little bit, but don't worry. we um, I'm here to help you today. So if you don't know, hey, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures in America, right? Whether it be land new jobs quickly or be more successful in that role. And we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing career network on Facebook. Definitely check us out. We're up to 12,000 members now. I am monitoring the comments as well. So if you are uh, in the ECN, hey, let me know you're watching live. And we obviously stream over on LinkedIn, YouTube, and then upload it everywhere on the internet like iTunes and Spotify. And as always, before we get started, do us a favor. Lee, if we give you anything valuable today, absolutely share this with a friend because I know so many people struggle with this. And hey, we are approaching Q4. Q4. So if you don't know, Q4 is actually the best time for hiring statistically, right? A lot of people think that's when companies slow down because of the holidays. But that's absolutely incorrect, right? Typically, summer times are some of the slowest months for hiring. So, um, hey, you're in good luck as we're approaching Q4. So let's have a plan. So when we get on these interviews, we know what to do. And hey, Trey, hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in today. Excellent. So, hey, let's get started. But first, as always, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. We are last year, 700, we helped 752 professionals last year land jobs they love. And we are well on our way this year as well. So if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Cool. Let's get into today's topic. Hey, episode 97, cracking the code. So we're going to talk about decoding some of these unspoken interview signals. And I want to give you the three best ones to start with. Okay. And hey, Dr. Ford, hope you are doing well and we will stay safe. Thank, uh, thank you. So, hey, executive interviews often involve a high level of scrutiny, right, on your resume and your career choices and evaluation it's only due to, though, the strategic impact that you're going to have inside these roles, right? So while what we're talking about today isn't necessarily unspoken interview signals, right? These typically universally apply to almost every situation, right? So there's going to be subtle cues and signals that you need to be on the lookout for if you're going on these interviews. These signals can help both the interviewee and the interviewer assess things like cultural fit, leadership capabilities, overall suitability, and many more things, right? So let's get into it. Unspoken interview signals. First signal 
right? The first signal I would say is one of the first questions they're going to ask you is tell me about yourself, right? So if you've ever went on an interview before, that's probably one of the first questions that they're asking you. But the unspoken interview signal is really about when someone says, tell me about you, here's what we need to hear, right? Here's what we need to hear. We need to hear, hey, why are you qualified for the position, right? A lot of people, when they say, tell me about yourself, they go into everything but, you, you know, what they've been successful at in the role. So when a company says, hey, tell me about yourself, we need to think logically, right? So why are you on this interview right now? They have challenges and they're looking for potentially someone like you to, to alleviate the, these challenges, right? So with that being said, remember, when someone says, tell me about yourself, where your head needs to go, the unspoken signal is really, hey, tell me why you believe that you might be qualified for this role. Okay, so remember, unspoken interview signal. Why are you qualified for this role? That's what you primarily need to be talking about. If you've seen our previous um, videos on interview prep to all the different stages, if you haven't, definitely go through past episode here on the Executive Prep Grades podcast. But the way you need to break it down is a 10-second icebreaker and then like 30 seconds of why I'm qualified for this position. Those are the first two steps. Go check the previous podcast episodes for, for step number three. But either way, tell me about yourself. You need to be focused on, right? Why am I qualified for this position? What are some accomplishments I've had on a similar role? That's what you should be absolutely focused on when you get that question, okay? Number two, when they bring up objections, these unspoken interview signals, here's the funny part. We've all got objections during the interview, right? It could be you don't have your MBA. Hey, we love your background, but we really wish you had this. You came from this industry. I don't know what it is, right? You're overqualified, underqualified when you get these objections. The unspoken interview signal is, let's be honest, here's the joke I like to tell our clients, right? They already knew this before they talked to you. For instance, say you've been in the construction industry for 20 years and you're on an interview for anything but construction. They're going to bring that up on the interview. Prepare for it, right? You know they're probably already going to say, hey, you know, you've been in the construction industry for 20 years. The first thing you need to think about is, hey, they already knew this before they agreed to meet with me, right? So the unspoken interview signal when you get objections is really like, how are they going to handle this? That's what you're looking for, right? The client, the interviewer, et cetera, wants to know, how are you going to handle this? Maybe it's... Maybe it's just to challenge you to see with your leadership ability, like how you would re respond to it. But just remember, they already knew that you didn't have the skills before you were there. So they bring up these objections because they just want to know, hey, what's your confidence level? Okay. This is something we talk to the clients about all the time. It's not just knowing what to say which is first agree with people, clarify a little more and ask a question. So for instance, it goes something like this. Hey, Tim, we love you, but you've been in the construction industry for 20 years, right? We're a software company. Again, this is just a solution. Number one, agree. Hey, completely agree with you. I can understand why you may want someone who's came from this, but can you do me a favor? 
when we're talking about sales, right, what are the biggest differences between a successful sales leader in this industry as opposed to this industry? Okay, it's probably a good way. We'll talk about that when I go over the other concepts as well. But number two, sometimes people just bring up objections because they, they want to see how you can handle them. And most importantly, they want to know how confident you are in the ability. That's what I tell the clients most of the time. What you say is important. Don't get me wrong. Following frameworks important too. But what's your level of confidence as you're actually, you, you know, speaking to the prospect, the company, et cetera, right? Are you saying like, hey, I can absolutely do this? Or are you being unsure in your voice? If you're unsure in your voice and you're listening to this podcast and you're a director, VP, or an executive, remember that interview is going to be over. Okay. So you need to start speaking with conviction as well. And that's some of the reasons why someone bring uh, professionals may bring up these objections just to see how you can handle it. And number three, how confident in your ability, right, that you feel you you can be at that position or overcoming that kind of objection. The third top unspoken interview schedule is when you're trying to schedule a follow up at the end of the, the call, whether it's with the hiring manager, CEO, boss or whatever, and they simply aren't having it right. Know that if this happens to you, okay, and you're trying to assume the next step in the interview, okay, and they're not letting you schedule a follow-up, know that is a really big red flag, right? The unspoken interview signal is there is we probably messed something up. We messed something up at the beginning of the interview, the middle of the interview, overcoming a concern, their challenges, what they're looking for, or when we wrapped it up. And if you do that wrong, if you don't have a good interview, it's going to be harder for that hiring manager to agree to a follow-up with you. Does that make sense? Right? So remember, these different stages of the interview are very important. If you don't know what they are, definitely go check the previous podcast that, that we have done, right? But the three unspoken interview signals, tell me about yourself. What do they really mean by that? why people bring up objections and when you're trying to schedule a follow-up and you're unable to these are the three biggest areas right that you need to know inside and out to be successful in these interviews now other things that are very important too hey i'm going to skip over number one and number two because we talked about them last week on a different topic but we talked about effective communication right of your body language your presence your communication skills etc other unspoken things we need to prepare for, right? Understanding of company values. Demonstrating an understanding of the company's values and vision shows alignment in the mission and alignment in the culture, okay? So you need to be prepared to know their missions and values. And if that doesn't resonate with you, absolutely don't work there. And some companies are really big on this, as they should be, like Amazon. I know that if you go interview at Amazon, you have to know the 14 principles or values that they share at Amazon, like with their leadership, where they're going, et cetera, right? They make, that's very important to them. You need to know that inside and out, okay? So just to recap, demonstrating and understanding, how can I put in the values and the vision, right, into how I'm communicating with them to show alignment, Okay. Adaptability as well. Sometimes discussing previous examples of adapting to different companies' culture, right, is important as well. Now, unspoken interview signals, right? 
talk about solutions in a way that addresses the root cause and consistent or considers broader implications. So with this, right, I like to extremely clarify what do people actually mean? Okay. Clarify as much as you can get to the root cause of the problem or what they're really looking for. This is just an overall effective communication tip. But if you learn how to do this, which is just asking questions, for instance, let me show you how to start being curious on these interviews. Hey, Tim, these are our three big priorities right now in Q4. Hey, John, thank you so much for sharing that. What's the biggest priority out of those three? What's the biggest priority? Okay. Why is that the biggest priority? Are you on track to hit that, right? You can ask lots of different questions and that's what you need to do on these interviews to get professionals to open up and communicate with you. So talk about so, so solutions, right? But first we have to consider what are the root causes? Other things you need to know, right? So in an interview, you know how to pitch yourself we need to figure out what they're looking for. We need to figure out the challenges and the opportunities, what they've already done and has not been successful, right? With those, we need to know how to fill the objections and we need to know how to lock down next steps, right? But these are other things that are just as vital, you know, portraying your leadership abilities. Like when you're co communicating, we know we're the leaders, right? And we've had to manage change and push the team, but emphasizing team achievements and acknowledging contributions of others indicates, right, a collaborative leadership approach, which, you know, is important, right? So are you doing that when you're responding to some of these questions, right? Are you emphasizing how you training the team, but it was the team's responsibility for those results as well. And when we're speaking on leadership, we're also talking about conflict resolution, right? That is sharing experience of managing conflicts or difficult situations highlights even more effective leadership. And the two last ones, emotional intelligence and executive presence, right? Emotional intelligence, self-awareness. We talked about that last week, but asking questions, right? Asking insightful questions about the company's directions, challenges, opportunities. Okay. And having that executive presence while you're on the call. Unfortunately, at these higher levels, there's many tactics and strategies that you need to master. You need to know what to say. You need to know how to clarify it. And you need to know how to communicate with that executive presence, which is really just, you, you know, with confidence and conviction. If you do not have a, if you do not have these tactics, it's very hard to get hired. Remember being good at what you do, being a great salesperson, operational leader, private equity person, a person in, you know, investment banking, right? That's required to be great in your career, but you also need to know how do I get in front of people? How do I communicate my value? How do I know what they're looking for? And all of these different, and then how do I communicate with, you know, confidence and conviction? This is one of the reasons why earlier this year, we made an interview certification program, right? Of saying, hey, we're going to give you all of our tactics and strategies on how to be successful in these interviews. But then most importantly, we're going to do a check on learning so that you understand it so that you feel confident as the client. When you go on these interviews, you know how to convert those interviews to offers. Because if you don't know this, right, I don't know about you, but I don't like to train on game day. I don't think you do either if you're listening to the podcast, right? 
I don't like to train at the event, right? I don't want to try to figure stuff out while I'm on my dream job interview with the CEO, kind of fumbling through it. So just to kind of recap, okay, the unspoken interview, tell me about yourself, the objections, schedule a follow-up. So things that are very, very, very important are body language and presence, communication skills, right? Strategic thinking, that problem-solving approach, your leadership abilities, your emotional intelligence, and your executive presence, right? So when we think about a strategy and communication, remember, there's still many extra parts to the interview. And it's your job to learn these different stages of the interview and excel at them and be a better person of communication. Because the best person from the job does not get selected. And we're wrapping up with that one more time. The best person for the job never gets selected. It's the best communicator. It's the per person who can go on an interview, dig into what they're looking for, what the challenges are, and then use all of those additional skills to basically navigate that process. So if you're struggling with that, I highly recommend you go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast and talk to our team about our interview certification program or the networking certification program, because, hey, at your level, competition is fierce. And each time you go up the corporate ladder, it gets more and more difficult because more and more people start getting leadership coaches, communication coaches, career coaches, because that competition is fierce. So hopefully you took something from this episode, right? Hopefully you know a couple of those unspoken interview signals and you know how to navigate them and overcome them. So, hey, if you're looking to get the job and money in your career as we approach Q4, highly recommend you schedule a free consultation with our team at execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Until next time, till we have the Miss Beautiful Christina Madden back and we are out of this hurricane. We're super excited because we're about to finish our podcast room. We're also approaching episode 100. So we have something especially um, special for you in just the coming weeks. And as always, hey, I hope you're out there getting yours, getting what you deserve in corporate America, right? And making the money and the impact that you want to make to leave your legacy. So until next week, have a great week, everyone.